Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Politically Smashed. I'm Don. He's DK. Say hello, Yo. DK. We are happy to have you all with us for episode number nine. We hope uh, that we've been slowly growing a following here. We've got eight episodes down. We are slowly building out that social media network. We are getting the word out on all our channels, the word out to all of our friends. Uh, DK, we've probably talked more about the show to people in the last week than we have talked about doing the show this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have quite and- a few friends that have called me and talked about it, messaged some people about it. It's It's going good. We're having fun. Absolutely. And I'm pleased so far with the the progress that we've gotten about a week in after having everything uploaded. Uh, Those that listen to this episode are going to go, what are they talking about? We were a little slow in initially getting it out there, but it's all out there now, baby. It's all out there now. Mm -hmm. All righty. So let's jump right into it. And I can't believe you didn't even realize it was on last week until I messaged you. So I'm kind of surprised by that. But then again, you don't follow a particular network. So the first topic (laughs) of discussion, my friend, we are going to talk about the Trump town hall last week on CNN. And man, oh, man, what an hour plus that it was. Holy smoke. It was a show, dude. First of all. And I'm going to give you props for this because I agree with you. And then we're going to talk about the fallout from it before I think we talk about the absolute the discussion itself. But I don't care what anybody says. I give props to CNN for doing this. Yeah, a lot no, of people said. Yeah, a lot of people said, "How dare you give him airtime? You know how he's going to uh, how he's going to be. You shouldn't be doing this." I give props to CNN because here they took somebody that to some is a toxic person when he is speaking or he knows he knows how to get people riled up. But as of this moment right now, he is the presumptive nominee, regardless of how far. Listen, I'm going to tell you from 24. They did the right thing. I'm going to tell you exactly how this conversation played out on a corporate level. The executives were sitting in a room. They were like, all right, what are we going to do to pump up our ratings? And some guy in the corner or some lady in the corner was like, I what got an Fox idea. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's talk about the one dude that everybody freaks out about when we talk about. Let's do a town hall with Trump and let's put a bunch of Republican voters in there yep. and let's just let the show happen. And there was go. Like, you effing kidding me and everybody was like there's no way that's a good idea and i guarantee they were like ah you know what screw it run with it can't hurt and it didn't you know (laughs) whatever they're that one show than they've had probably for half the year (laughs) they said that is one of the highest viewed shows that they've had in a while yeah of course it just proves the point you can and we talked about this early but you can love that man you can hate that man you can be indifferent about that man but it brings eyeballs to the screen. But everybody wants to watch him. <laughs> everybody wants to watch him. Now, I got to tell you, I watched it from start to finish. And there were some. I missed the first, I think, 10 minutes, which sucks. And we'll talk about that because the very first question, matter of fact, I, let me just kind of say it. Can I bring it up? Oh, please. We're here okay. to educate the public, okay. right? So the very first question, it, it, it tosses me. And again, I, I, 
Yes, for the public out there in the world to know. Obviously, I'm a registered Republican voter. It's part of the show. Don is registered Democrat. I'm a Republican. We learn and listen and we talk about issues on both sides of the aisle. But obviously, without anything else, there's all full transparency. I voted for the man twice. Here's the way I look at it. The first thing that was talked about, I missed it, unfortunately. And I thank you for telling me what was going on. But the very first question, the very (laughs) first question was about the 2020 election. Now, here's where I draw problems with this. Then CNN's smart for this, but they're also dumb for this too. I'm going to show you why they're dumb and they're smart. Smart because they knew that he would attack it. They knew where he would go with it, right? Because anybody who knows Trump is going to know. Trump can't help himself. He's going to dig his claws in. To the yeah. to the to the election that happened, and he's going to go off the rails, and he immediately did right off the rip. Now, they were smart because they knew he would do that. Here's where they were dumb, because then they tried to act like he was a crazy person and that he should have talked about the 2024, and they they wanted Trump to say, well, if you were actually really a good presidential candidate, then you would have come on here and you would have talked about 2024. And after that town hall was over, I kept watching CNN, and they had a different panel on with a CNN host that talked to a separate group of Republican voters and independent voters that were in that crowd. And the first thing that the the, the host said was, hey, and they picked out a certain person that was in the room, and said, hey, um, how do you feel like that went tonight uh, with Trump? And how do you feel about how he keeps attacking the 2020 election and that it was a rigged election and he wouldn't admit? And the guy and the guy immediately responded with, well, why was that the first question that you asked him? Oh, yeah. And the and the and the host was like, well, well, he could have just said that, you know, we, we should it's we should turn our attention and focus on 24, 2024. And he's like, well, you're right. So why wouldn't you have turned your attention and focused on 2024? Why did you have to ask him that question? And the guy, and the guy just lost it, dude. He was like, I saw well, that. Well, you're right. You're, you're right. We, we did ask that question. <laughs> I'm like, I see. This is where you're stupid. Because on one hand, you were smart because you knew where he would go. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you tried to play a victim card as if like, oh, see, he's bad. Orange man, bad. Orange man, bad. There it See, is. You guys should understand orange man, bad. But he's going, well, no, you're all full of shit because you asked him the stupid question. Yeah. And you want, you're saying you want him to talk about 2024, but you attacked him immediately and put him into a defensive stance and made him come out with his claws. And that's what he was going to do. You knew he was going to do that. So again, you're smart because you knew it would get ratings. I personally would not have led with January 6th. I probably would have kind of eased into it. Um, But like I said, they went right at it. I was like, holy moly. I watched it from the beginning and I just went, uh, they're like, okay, here we go. And right off the bat, I was like, oh, (laughs) oh my God, here we go (laughs) now. And what I really loved was was after it was over with it well hell even before the town hall started there was a whole cnn panel of of cnn hosts that were just livid pissed about the fact that they were going to do this pan- they were going to do this town hall they were just like this is nonsense i can't believe this is going to happen i mean people on cnn were losing it about the yeah. fact that the town hall was going to happen and then it happened and then they went and lost it again right like it's i said freaking I, uh when i found out that cnn was going to do the town hall with Trump. This was my reaction. 
this is going to be interesting to watch. Oh, honey, yeah, like, everybody's going to watch such, it. Yeah, but I just, I mean, you you could tell previously from the way the president reacts to questions or certain things. It's like you knew what the answer was going to be, but uh, you and I agreed because we texted each other a few times uh, during the town hall that there was a couple of times uh, CNN's Caitlin Collins, and I got to say, I think she did a fabulous job. I think she, she, I, she I, tried I, to hold her own. I, I will give her did, that. She tried to hold her own. I think she, she did a good she job. Got too, she got too, uh, she got a little aggressive with him in a couple times. Right. Where she made a mistake and did that because he's not the kind of person that's going to back down from you when right. you do that. And I think sometimes there's a few instances she tried to reel it in, which she should have. I, I, I want to overall say because a lot of people blasted her. Um, and I don't think that's fair. It, she ended up. I mean, you got to think about this. A CNN reporter. With Trump on CNN in a down hall, I mean, I yeah. want to know. I want to know the conversation about who's going to do this town hall. You know, normally you have like an Anderson Cooper or a Wolf Blitzer that will do the town hall, and they were like, "Kate, yeah. and Colin, like, is it was like, okay, so we're gonna pick somebody to be the the so called <laughs> sacrificial yeah. lamb." I mean, I don't know. I but I I want to give a shout out to her. I think she did a good job under the circumstances. No, because yeah, we sure. knew I mean, you knew at some point. I didn't know it was gonna happen that soon. That that town hall was going to go off the rails. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was like throwing, I mean it was like throwing a dog in the arena with a lion. Like, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah, like it's not going to be pretty. I promise you that. But no, I'm not calling her a dog. Let's be clear, everybody. Let's. I don't want anybody to think that I called her a dog, even though she might have acted like a female dog a couple times. But... Hey, no. So so <laughs> let let but. Let's move on from that. But <laughs> so let me ask you this. As uh -huh. far as there, there were some good questions in there. Sure. There were some questions that you, in my opinion, you know, the question was being asked because you knew what the reaction was going to be. You just wanted to see if he was going to fly off the handle with it or yeah. tone it down a little bit. Right. So, so well, I guess we would call aggravating? those those baitable questions and he bit on a few of them. Some he didn't, yeah. but you knew what the reaction was going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, they knew like, so I, I the, and the I problem think that, that I have typically that with town halls, it's generally designed for, it's a town hall for the people that would vote for you or potentially questions. vote for you yes. to ask you questions. Yes, but it's also to inform based it's on also, right. It's also I you know, get it. Would the, you the whole, in this situation, would you have done anything differently that, you know, that applies? To sure. Voters without right. Voting? So the problem that I had with Caitlin, at least, is that like the town hall people would ask the questions and some of them were very, very good questions. Honestly, I was I was actually really shocked at how good some, some of those questions, questions were. They were great questions. And question as he would attempt to answer, Caitlin would immediately try to interject and would try to call him a liar or she would try to interject with a different version of the question, trying to trying to basically pull him out. It sounds of like the, she tried to moderate it from his usual stump speeches. I right, mean, that's, she, she tried to get him to a lot of what he had. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. A lot, a lot of what he said is in. And I hate to say it because I wanted something fresh. Right. But no, a lot of a lot what of he said, a, a lot of repeat that we've heard yeah, sure. time and again on social media, on his interviews, it was just a regurgitated thing. I was hoping for me, 
I was hoping to, to hear something that I don't hear a hundred times a week repeated. Yep. I was hoping for some, but we didn't get it. Yeah. The and part I think that that's pissed what she me tried off. to do was to try and moderate it to get an answer, not like the so-called stump speech. The part that pissed me off was she tried to bait him. And I, and I think this is the, the probably the, the dumbest thing that she could have done. And this is where she really lost me in terms of like a, from a respect level, because she tried to bait him with the whole Ukraine thing. I was about to ask you about that. If you and that was that was the dumbest thing she could have done, because that's where she looks stupid because Who she you tried to, to bait Ukraine him or Russia. And it was when like, you tried to bait him a potential, you know, future president and former president. You tried to bait him into calling Putin a war criminal, which is not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. Number one. Number two, you tried to bait him into an argument about whether Ukraine is in the right or Russia's in the right or who's in the wrong or the right. And I honestly, and I think in, in my opinion, I think he answered that about, about as brilliantly as you could have answered it, in my opinion, where he just said, I just want people to stop dying. That's what I that want. Was a nice I can way solve to... it in 24 hours. And he shut her up immediately because there, you can't argue against that. Like you can't. That's like saying, like, when, when I'm arguing, if you're arguing with somebody, say, oh, I'm sure you're smart enough to understand this. And then you plead your case, because then if, if they try to argue it, it's like, well, if I if I argue it, then I'm calling myself an idiot. So what he did there was a, a political way of not choosing a side, but also going, look, I want to see it stop. Yeah, I just yeah, exactly. hundred percent. I, I think he answered that about as good as it could have been answered. But I, I'm I it, it was it was just really rude. And and disrespectful of her to ask that to bait him that way. Like you can you can just genuinely ask the question, but to bait him that way, that's where it got dangerous and it was borderline stupid. And that was where she lost me for the most part. I, again, I give her it. props for trying to stick in there with him. She stuck to her guns. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, you know, falter on some things. And I and again I give her props for that. But but where she did just, that was where she lost people. Do you think though, honestly? I mean, let's be honest. When everybody found out Trump is doing a town hall on CNN, and I'm like, who is going to be hosting the town hall? It's like, oh, it's going to be Kate and Collins. Do you tell yourself, man, she just got put in an unwinnable situation? It didn't, I don't think it would have mattered who it was. You no, knew I, what yeah. you were going to get. Who had I would I would have liked to have seen uh, Tapper. Was it Jake, Jake Tapper? Tapper? I would like to have yeah. seen him do it because I, I I would just love to have seen is again I'm not that big of a fan of Trump, but I would just love to have seen Trump just just ruin his ass. Just roll I thought on that him. Would, <laughs> I just thought that would have been really fun right. just to watch him fall apart on stage. So, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. So that's okay. So the uh, there were some other interesting questions in there. One question got brought up about the economy, and. The question was asked from the audience. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, but it was basically with the rising prices and everything. If he was elected president again, how would he bring the cost down? And his response was drill, baby, drill. And yeah. I rolled my eyes when I saw that. Yeah. Because it yeah. doesn't work that way. The American yeah. public. No, but what, what he did do. It doesn't work that way. I, and I know that, but the, that's the showman in him. Yeah, is that he knows that that tagline they want to hear it. It just it it breeds out to what people want to hear. And he knows that. So that's yeah. why he did that. Right. It's not. Is it the answer? No. no. Is it the solution? No. 
because he also then said it would have never happened had he just remained president, which right, wrong, or different, I don't know. Right. I mean, I mean we're can, not going to know. We can play the what if game. Yeah, you can play know. the what if game, but you know, right. we don't know. But do I think? Do I think the 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 drilling thing plays a factor in it? I'm sure it. I'm sure it 100 plays a factor in it. How much? I don't know. I'm not. In, I'm not. You know, I'm not in that realm. To, could to fill in the void for you a little bit on some of those because no, it, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've talked about it, but I. But again, I think we can agree that it does. It did play a factor. Like the some of the some of the decisions that were made obviously played a role and a factor into what what transpired and what we were led into eventually. Does it affect gas prices all that much? No, I agree with you on that. There, there are other factors that have affected gas prices that are somewhat out of our control, and there's just that's just the way it is. It's a, that's it's the, a world market. We it's a world market, yeah. right? And I get that. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and hop on that pedestal. But did it affect our economy in terms of what businesses started doing because of it? Yes, a hundred percent, absolutely did. So again, that just that's different, though. That's that he just knew that that tagline would would sell and he right. knew that would work and it right. did obviously i, I just mean, wanted to get your reaction on it because we know yeah, it was he, like it was it was essentially an an hour an hour long right roughly it was essentially an hour long over an hour yeah where it was like okay you get to ask some questions from you get some questions from the audience they're going to be they're going to be questions that you know you can answer but then i'm going to tie right into that into a bashing session and try to prove you wrong at every corner and make you look like an idiot and then out of it comes higher poll ratings for you, more donors for you. And we're like, shit, that's that's not what we thought was going to happen. <laughs> or <laughs> or we can play the conspiracy game because I like those. Or Do you like to laugh at them or just in general? Oh, in general, because I mean, it's fun to experiment with this stuff and play the what if card and be like, hey, well, what if this was true? Or what if this is true? But think about it this way. It is widely known, and there are many polls that have already showed it, that Biden has the best chance of beating Trump if he runs against him again, right? We've seen right. that. Oh, oh, you and I have discussed that in a previous episode. Like, so they want would it not then behoove CNN to, to catapult him as much as they can to the height of the primaries to make him look as good as they can before while still bad. trying to bash right. him. Right. 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 That way, at the end of the day, he still makes himself look stupid, but we're going to continue catapulting his ratings to the front of the primary line. So that way, then he does get the Republican nomination and then we can just force it into the Biden realm again. And then we can go back to status quo and just bash Trump and bash Trump. Don't let him on. Don't give him airtime but just continuously bash him and, and call him for what he is. So I think truthfully, I think there's a part of it that is there for that too. All right. Uh, I could buy into that. It seems plausible, right? It's definitely plausible. It is. Again, that's why I think there were some higher up decisions on the executive levels as to why that town hall happened. Cause mm -hmm. you notice it had to have been because almost every single host on CNN was losing their mind that it yep. was happening. Yep. So there was a lot of people who did not agree with the idea that that, that town hall was going to go down. That was clear. I agree. And you know what? We're going to talk about more about the fallout from the Trump town hall that took place last week in just a few moments. We'll be back.
All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another thrilling Trump episode where we are talking about the Trump <laughs> town hall because uh, everybody wants to talk about that. You know, it. Uh, my man, Don, bring us back into action. Tell me what's up. All righty. So uh, there was so much uh, from the town hall and we discussed some of the theories behind it. We do think that uh, the host, the moderator, Caitlin Collins, overall did a good job. Would you say she did a good job? I'd say she, I'd did, say she did a good job. Again, I just job. the whole the end of it with the Ukraine thing. That's where, you know, right. Went off the rails, I think, for for her at least. But so that she she tried her best and she did a good job. She stood in the in the ring with a lion and she stood I'd her say ground. She held her I'll own. Give her that. She held her yeah. own. So uh she got mauled the, in the face quite a few times. The the <laughs> the the fallout. Uh, you and I discussed this, the fallout that came from people on the network. Oh, CNN's own people were hitting them. MSNBC was hitting them. The news yeah. outlets were hitting them. Ready for this? Fox was giving them props. It was like the whole yeah. world got turned upside down. Fox right? was like, go like, CNN. Lord, Put him on again. Like, wow, good for you. And uh, and I want, I want to put this out there before I uh, continue on with this. I remember you messaging me and going, Props to CNN and Trump for doing that. I would love to see it, but it would never happen. I'd love to see Biden do a town hall on Fox. Yeah, dude, with Hannity. Like, come on. <laughs> would you, could you imagine? Oh, Lord. Like, right? seriously, could you imagine? He wouldn't survive it, dude. And Please. that's the crazy part. So, and, and that's where, again, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and tout Trump like he's an all star and he's, he's the best thing ever. But just imagine. Everybody out there, just just close your eyes for a second and just imagine what that would look like with Biden sitting in a town hall with somebody like Hannity. And they just laid into his ass for that hour, just like Caitlin did. He would fall apart, dude. He would not make it. You know that in your heart and in your mind. Don't you even try to deny it. You know he would crumble into pieces over that. He would lose his words, lose his way, lose his brain, lose his everything. I don't know. He'd he'd lose his ass. I know that. It would be terrible. So and I would love to watch it, honestly. I would I would kill to watch it. Regardless of what might happen, we would love we would love to see that happen on Fox News. I I think it would be uh, here's hoping, right? It ain't so, gonna happen, dude. They won't even let him primary so, people. So things that were going, uh, the fallout, as we were discussing from the town hall, uh, Anderson Cooper actually had to go on on his show uh, the following night and defend, yep. defend, defend. I can't believe it. Defend CNN for having Trump on there, which I was just like, I mean, viewers, people were contacting cnn oh like, they were losing it dude losing your mind right <laughs> it's amazing right? i mean like look you and i we we call it down the political middle if you and i don't agree we would still go you know what you know uh you and i have different views on a lot of republicans you know what i'd say bring them on anyways i would love for you and i to have a discussion yeah. with them well they did like regardless. the next day they had the panel on there with uh they had byron donald's on there Oh man, they, he they, was he was something else on that panel. Bro, he Woo! lit their asses up, dude. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, this man, this man was uh, on point. I but, was like, um, this man running for president. But, but, I'm okay with that. The the fallout that that came from it, and then there was a lot of comments, and I don't want to say commentary, uh, views from the inside, which you just didn't see behind the cameras. Mm-hmm. 
what you heard uh, for President Trump when he answered certain questions, you heard members of the audience applauding yeah. for certain comments or things that he said. Yeah. As word came out, a lot of people like your moderate Republicans that were there will tell you the whole audience wasn't applauding. Not everybody was applauding. Some oh, people no, I'm were actually, sure there wasn't. Yeah. Some pe- uh, a good portion of the crowd was upset with some of the things that he was saying. They were applauding sure. CNN for asking questions about January 6th and defamation lawsuit. And, it, you know, every uh, the headlines on some were like, you know, Trump totally owns CNN with the town hall. And a lot of Republicans, uh, Republicans that were there, a lot of them were going, no, that wasn't the case. That's just what you might have saw or heard on TV. But a lot of uh, potential Republican voters were like, nah, man. We got more of the same, which is what we told you we do not want. So here's the problem, though, and this is where it ultimately leads to. And this is when and and Pierce Morgan talked about this today, and it it is it pains me to say this, but I'm going to say (laughs) he said it on his on his show today. He was talking about is 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 this is this is where America has come to. That after four years of Trump being in office and going on the third year of Biden being in office, are we really to a place where this is all we have? This is the best of the best that you want to represent this country and essentially the world as a world leader. He's got a point. Is this the best of the best that you have as a country out of all of the 300 and something million people in this country? This is it. This is what you have. Because if this is what you have, this is why the world is laughing at you. Can't disagree with them. And you can't disagree with them. It's just no. like, dude, it's it's terrible no. to imagine. But see, this is where we are, though, because we view politics as is what sells the most. And it and it it's really no longer just, about the candidate quality. It, it's, it's getting people the have attention, let go the of the idea. Well, people have let go of the idea of what really are you going to do for the country. They just want, and it's more so of like, well, who's just going to get the popular vote? Who's going to, who's going to get the most views? Who's going to get us the most ratings? And that's, it just answers the question as to why CNN put his ass on there anyway, because they knew whether you loved him or hated him, you were going to watch it. And that's what people did. Even the ones who were losing their shit were still watching it. Right. Cause what did I tell you? Uh, when we started up this podcast about a certain shock jock. And I told you about yeah, how his ratings reviewed, right? It's the same thing. Even if you hate him, it's the same thing. Watching. You're still going to watch. Because you want to hear what he's going to say next. Because you want to, you're going to hear what he wants to say. He's going to say next, just so you can be more pissed off about it. Exactly. And, and that's what they did. And, and that's why they asked the questions that they asked. That's why Caitlin did the things that she did. That's why she she baited him in a few areas, and he fell for it, obviously, because he's going to. Right. And he just kept just diving right into it, and that's fine because they knew that's what was going to sell. They so, knew that's that's why they had so many ratings and so many views on that on that town hall. It was ridiculous so, how many people watched it. Let me ask you this. Judging from what we saw in the town hall, and you and I probably agree on this more than anything, is this the same President Trump that was voted out of office in 2020? Is there anything that's changed about him or is this more of the same? I don't know, man. Like, I think the fact that he still 
I think it's mostly the same. I really do. Like I said, we talked about it. I think if he won again in 2024. I think it would be a revenge tour. Yeah, we've talked about it. I think it's it's just going to be a a Hail Mary revenge tour because he knows there's nothing that can be done. He's already run for office again. Friggin impeachments. Yep. He's been acquitted of that. They hell they the Durham report just came out today, and they no charges, no charges. There's but no wrong. Yeah. I was talking about with Amanda. You know, I'm I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, well, yeah, you got to understand. Like, nothing's going to come of this because you're asking the Justice Department to to reveal themselves and to charge themselves. That's like asking Congress and Senate to to put term limits on themselves. They're not going to do it. because it it, it gives them less power so you're saying hey justice department you guys were all wrong for what you did in this report after six years of of investigating this Mm -hmm. here's the report 300 and something page document laying it out for everybody to understand knew you were wrong knew you messed up knew you shouldn't have did this the former administration shouldn't have done it. They did it anyway. They knowingly did it. They knew that they treated the Hillary Clinton campaign far different than they treated the Trump campaign. Knew all of that shit was wrong. You know what? And I yet f- nobody's going to get charged because you're asking the Justice Department to charge itself. You know and what? I'm th- not going to do that. You know what I think this proves, though? And this that is our, a message- that our country is corrupt as shit, or this is a message to, to <laughs> Congress. To Congress. <laughs> I would say take it with a grain of salt. If any elected member of Congress listens to our show, by all means, please comment, comment on Twitter, leave it in our YouTube feed, whatever. I, w- I want to hear it. But this proves two wrongs don't make a right. You can accuse the Democrats of doing what they did. So now we're going to go ahead and do the same thing. And the result was the same. Yeah. Right. Or or in this case, in this case, the Republicans had all the investigations into Benghazi in the emails. Nothing came of it. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. Her shit was so much more damning. No, But what I'm saying is, regardless of what it was, nothing's ever going to come of it. You knew the reason why one side did it. okay, And then as soon as there was something for the other side to do. okay, now let's go do it. Like all the House investigations into Trump. When the Democrats were in control. Now you have all the Republican investigations into Biden and his family, right? And what do you think is going to come of it? Nothing. Let's, let's be honest. What's going to happen? Here's the thing. You're, you're asking the wrong question, though. But what I'm saying is, is regardless of which side, the result is going to be the same. Just but, right. But here's, but here's hold on. Here's the problem, though. Is people are getting tired of letting it go. That's the that's the problem, and and you're asking the wrong question. What's the right question, my friend? Why? The answer is the real question is why does nothing ever seem to get done or nothing ever seem to happen? For example, and I, we talked about this earlier, but the the reason why is because they're all connected in a way, mm-hmm. and if you really wanted to to really bring it to light and really charge and see a president being dragged out of the White House in handcuffs, you essentially would burn our government to the ground. 
it's you would not burn it all good. down. They would have to burn good. it all down yeah. because every one of them is connected to it to a certain degree. That's why they don't want to charge certain people. That's why they want to just let it go. I mean, hell, dude, they just laid it out with a direct line, a direct line of bank accounts information and and lines of funding from overseas nationals to different banks underneath different businesses, LLCs, that were then wire transferred into a Biden member's account. Right. But not they the literally president. handed them that. Right. They handed them that. It doesn't well, again they no, But like, that's what I'm president. saying. That's the argument. But no, yeah, you yeah. handed it to eight members yeah. of his family. So I don't care if it's not the president. There's obviously the reasons as to why it happened, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to ask that question because again, they don't want to have that conversation because they're all connected somehow right. and you'd have to burn it all down if so, you really wanted to try them and charge them for it. But that's the reason why nobody wants to talk about it because they know that. So let me, let me, so let me bring it around uh, before we go on to the next point. So <laughs> o- overall, this is the same President Trump that left office. I, I think, well, here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I think he's still very much, he has. He's, he still has a lot of mental acuity. He's still very sharp in terms of, of uh, at his age. Like if you really compared him and Biden in terms of a mental acuity stance. They're only a couple of years apart, my friend. I know. Right, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're a couple yeah. years apart. But from a mental acuity standpoint, it's clear and anybody can say whatever the hell they want to say. It's very clear that he is much sharper and he can stand his own ground. And he, the fact that he was willing to do that, knowing he was going to get attacked again, but he doesn't care because it's, he he's doesn't care. Yeah, this, he's going to sell himself and he'll say whatever the hell he wants to say. That's fine. That's why a lot of people love him though, too. And that's where I think CNN doesn't understand that. But again, I think they that do though. That's the point. Oh, they again, I think they do. And they it, don't, yeah. I, th- I think, the upper, the higher ups in CNN know, but all the all the media hosts <laughs> so, on set didn't so, obviously because they were all so. I mean, mind. so aside from, but hold on, here, let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. So, truthfully, yeah, I think I think I think he's he's still just as sharp. I think he is. He's very dead set on what he wants and what he thinks is right and wrong, and do I think if he got into office. Would it just be another four years or a four year revenge tour? Yeah, probably. Yeah. How much would we get done? I don't know. Cause I guarantee if he got in office, you'd probably see a flip in the house and Senate again. So that way they could keep him in check and then nothing Attempt would get keep done. Him in check, yeah. <laughs> It'd be nothing to get done. They try to impeach him again for four years and they just begin. Cause again, it, you're just proving the point that you hate the man so much, so, so much that you're willing to break the law and lie to the Supreme court just to try to get him out of office. So you're willing to do that, which you know is wrong. And they're still willing to do it because no amount of evil matters enough. If it's to justify getting rid of him. So here, uh, like Pierce Morgan was saying, and I will put this to you and this is going to help lead into our next segment coming up shortly. Is this the best we have is, is that as a Republican, is that the best choice? Is he your best choice? And I'm not saying best choice as in he's the best choice to win. What I'm saying is policy-wise, what's good for the country, no, what's no, good to unite no, the country, is he no, your best choice? No. No. no again, but everybody knows that. But the problem is, is nobody's gonna nobody's gonna 
put him aside. Like you're, you're literally, it's again, it's like, it's okay. So let's say DeSantis, right. And we'll talk about that. Let's say DeSantis is the most fitting challenger to him. Mm-hmm. That's still like putting a dog in the cage with a lion. He's got too much power. He's got, he's got too many people and too many donors behind him that you're just not going to get very far. So, and unless he really does something stupid or just actually goes to prison, you're probably not going to be able to take it from him. And that's the thing. Does that make him right? Well, not necessarily, no. But is that what you got? Yeah, probably. So <laughs> the it, it, here's a side note, and, and then we'll break for a commercial and get to our next segment. So pre- President Trump always rallies against the establishment, right? The swamp in Washington yep. and, and against the establishment. Here's what I want to ask you now. Uh, put on your thinking cap because I'm anxious to hear the answer to this one. Okay. I'm thinking. Is now that you have, how do I want to word this? The Trump was president for four years, right? Mm-hmm. He now has a record to stand on. He was, you could argue, a politician for four years. Yeah. Now that that's happened, <laughs> and, with, and with the backing, you have backings of members of your party. I'm not talking about the voters, but members of your party, elected officials. Technically, does that not now make you part of the establishment? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, are you now not part of that establishment? He is. You're talking about him, right? Hmm? Yeah. So here, here's the problem. And this is where, again, this is why I think he gets so many people to vote for him. Because ask yourself this question. Do you believe that the government is truly for you or for themselves? Yes or no? Which, I'm not going to answer it? that. I'm going to let I'm going to let the audience answer that one. I want to hear. Right. So think say. about this. Everybody, think about that. Is mm-hmm. if you truly, in your heart of hearts, feel that the government has your true best interest at heart versus their best interest at heart. Now think about that. We all know the answer to that. Very large majority of people are going to be like, mm, I don't feel so good about the government. I don't feel like they just care more about themselves. Okay. So knowing that answer, just hypothetical then why do you think Trump has so many people that want him to be there? Because nobody in the government minus a few individuals want him there. So it kind of makes you wonder why do they all hate him so much in the government? Maybe there's a reason. Maybe it's because he doesn't play by their rules. Maybe it's because he doesn't care about their rules. Maybe it's because he doesn't believe in their establishment the way that they believe in their establishment. Maybe it's because he actually does want what's best for the American people and they really don't. Maybe that's why they hate him. But you know what? We'll talk about that more when we get back. Back in a moment.
Welcome back, everybody, to Politically Smashed. We have been discussing the Trump Town Hall that was on CNN. And Darren, go ahead and finish your question on point you're trying to make from the previous segment. Yeah. So, again, government establishment for you or for them. Trump, they hate him. It's probably a reason why, because he doesn't play their games, doesn't play along with them and doesn't really believe in the government establishment the way that they believe it for themselves. Maybe that's why so many people back him. Maybe that's why people want him. Here's the problem. He doesn't have the political prowess or backbone to do it in a way without losing certain people. Saying he doesn't have the tact for it. He doesn't. Well, he right. Just because he's got that that, and, and I'm going to upset you for a second. But he's got that New Yorker attitude. Why would I be upset about that? <laughs> That's where you're from. But he's got <laughs> yeah, that I'll, New Yorker asshole attitude that <laughs> he'll just say what he wants. He's going to tell you how it is. And I, and I again, I think a lot of times he comes off the cuff and he's he's being genuine, like he's telling you what he really thinks. He's being he's himself. telling you what's I'll on give his him mind. That. Yeah. He's giving. He's telling you what's on his mind because he ain't taking a whole lot of time to think about what he says before he says it. But I at least can agree and acknowledge that he's probably being honest about what he's saying to you. He ain't. He ain't sugarcoating it. So love him or hate him, he's at least being authentic. Yeah, I think he's a, he's an authentic person for that reason, and that's why I think a lot of people have have supported him. But there are f- people, obviously, who stopped supporting him that somebody like DeSantis could easily have either kept or get back for the Republican party. So that's kind of leading us into the, the, the DeSantis conversation because he's still yet to say that it, that he's willing to run or that he's going to run. Right. Uh, yet he keeps randomly visiting different States across the country. I think and we're usually all like, that. usually the States that are like first primaries and first. Yeah. 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 In the beginning of the primary calendar. Yeah, so it's very cryptic what's going on right now, and I don't. Do you really I, think I'm, it's I'm that trying to understand though? the political the political playbook that's going on because in in my mind it's I feel like it's kind of weird because if you're if you're needing like donors and and donations and you need these things to be able to run a actual political campaign and have a footing in the race, right? Then I feel like the earlier you can get ahead of that game, the better off you'll be. But if if DeSantis is really going to run or announce he's going to run, I'm trying to understand the the playbook that he's following right now because I'm I'm kind of lost because like he's visiting all these states, he's having these conversations, he's having these meetings and these kind of group sessions. It's and- almost like he's trying to build a consensus, like to say, all right, should I really do this? Although yeah. the political motivations, like what we've seen in Florida. Uh, he they have a supermajority in Florida as far as the House and the Senate go. So yeah. Governor DeSantis more or less got a rubber stamp for whatever he wanted. Uh, and we'll we're discuss that because some people were some people were not happy about that. But yeah. um, his policies and, and what he was pushing through for law in the state of Florida definitely plays to the the right. And to the Trump voters with the red meat, so to speak, that Governor DeSantis gave them with his policy and initiatives. He, yeah. He's playing for that same base that Trump is playing in now. But I I don't know what he's waiting for. Is, it, is he kind of going, look, here's what I was able to deliver as governor, and I can do this on a national level, and he's waiting to see 
are people going to leave Trump to vote for those policies? Yeah. I, he's doing the ultimate dip the toe in the water, take the temperature. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, it, like you said, the way he, it's almost like, well, I'm not really going to say that I'm running, but he's doing everything to indicate that he is. Yeah. And he's been very, he's been very good about dodging questions and refusing to really attack Trump, right? Like he has Trump, a, Trump's thrown some things out there. He's thrown some things out there. Trump has a nibble and he won't do it. Yeah. He won't do it. Smart. He's not biting. He's not, he's, he's very smart. Again, politically he's very smart, but he also doesn't put up a lot of bullshit either. Right. So when right. you think about, you know, when you really think about the fact that he is very politically smart, he is, he's very tactful in what he does. Has he done some things where he's, you know, pissing some people off? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> some things. <Woo>! Um, <laughs> That's being generous. <laughs> however, do I think what he's doing in a lot of ways is a good thing? I think, yeah, a lot of it is good. I think there are some things that are, that are not going the way he intended them to go. Uh, and that's because he just has a very, very massive company that's not willing to give in and, and, and push back on him a lot. And they have more money than God. Uh, so that's not easy to deal with, but, but I think that he has, he has the backbone to do it very well. He has the political nature to do it very well. And the fact he's that he's got the political chops, the fact so that the government establishment doesn't want him to run either makes me want him even more. <laughs> As I just again, yeah. I'm that kind of person. I see that, where you're at. <laughs> I'm just that kind of person. Like the the person that the government least wants you to run is probably the best candidate at this point. Because if nobody else wants them, then there's a reason they don't. That's yeah, the like the want. fact that they keep pushing. Like Biden's a great president. He's gonna do so well. No, I think you just want him there because you can just tell him what to do, and you just you know you feed him his old people food, and he sits there and he he he's quiet, and then he reads off these play cards when you give them to him that's Jeez, probably why you want him there uh because he just he's your he's your little puppet like he just does what you want him to do and that again leads into a whole conversation about who really runs this country do we think the president does probably not he's just the face of it or she's just the face of it whoever it is they're just the face of the country that's really not them doing it they don't they don't make all the decisions let's be clear if that man was making the decisions then i again I don't know how much better or worse it would be, but it ain't good either way. But my point is, is that I think DeSantis could very easily do the job. And I think he would be a really good fit for the job. The problem is, is he doesn't have the national footing mm -hmm. that Trump has already. Hence right? the reason he's been making the rounds. Hence why I think he's making the rounds. But here, mm -hmm. think about this, though. And this would be smart. I mean, truthfully, this would be extremely smart. If he's been doing this, right, refusing to announce that he's running, refusing to announce that that he's going to put his foot in the game, so to speak, or put his hat in the game, and right before the primaries start, Trump comes out and they come out together and say, this is my VP candidate. Wow. I... Because I want him to challenge me when I need to be challenged. And I know he has a political backbone that he can help me run this country the right way. I, if that happened, I think the Democratic Party would just explode and and just hatred and anger 
<laughs> so let me lose so their let me, mind. Let me ask you this though, and we and we've talked about this in shows previous. And when it comes to yeah, politics, especially but, especially if you're running for president, anybody that's a presidential nominee, and and I don't say this disrespectfully, but I feel it as a point. Mm-hmm. There is some sort of ego there. I mean, you are applying for the job of all jobs, right? You have to believe in yourself, which is fine, right? You've got to be definitely self-motivated, I would say. Yeah. But don't you also think anybody running for the job there is a little bit of ego to do it? You, you well, can't you, just be an average Joe, so to speak. That I don't there's think that... Be, would tr- and that's tr- what, like, with Trump, yeah, I think 100% he's an egomaniac. But the reason I say yes, that is but, because do you think... DeSantis politically, do you think there's some sort of ego that would be like, I want to be the top dog or nothing? I don't think so. I, I don't think I don't I don't think as badly as some people do that that I don't see him that way necessarily. No, I think he truly cares about doing the right thing as much as possible. Has it gotten him in trouble into some heated situations with Disney? Yeah, 100 percent. Did he do it because he genuinely thought he was probably right in that situation? Probably. He probably thought he was genuinely in the right. He probably thought that he had the best intentions for the people of the state of Florida. Again, love it or hate it. Did he think that's what he, he probably genuinely thought? I don't think it was a pride thing. No. Um, Do you think continuing he, to pick people, the fight with Disney is smart politically? No, politically. I know. I don't, I don't think it is. Again, I, they have more money than God. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, I don't think picking a fight with them is a good idea. But I love the fact that he has enough backbone that he's willing to do it. I do like that. I think that shows that he has a lot of grit. I don't think it's a pride mm-hmm. thing. I think mm-hmm. it's just that he has a, a solid, true moral foundation that he's not willing to let go of. It could be a religious thing. It could be a, a morality thing, which is really just a religious thing anyway. Right. But. I, I think really that I give him credit for having enough grit and backbone to to not willing be, to be back down or to back down to them. I, I do. I give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, again, they have more money than God, so it's it's just a bad idea. But I give him I give him credit for it. I give him props right. for it. You right. know. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, again, I, he's. I think he has a lot of good intentions with what he does. It's the problem is he just he's made a fight with the wrong person on this and Disney kind of started it and he just kind of took the bait and right. kind of fell right into their, their godly amount of money trap that they have. So I, and let's be honest when, when Disney got into this pissing contest, right? It was under their former CEO. That was yeah. one thing. Yep. Now they have their old CEO back, Bob yep. Iger, who even Hollywood is like, don't tangle with this guy. At that point, DeSantis should have been like, Look, let it go. You guys said what you said. I said what I said, and yeah, I let it go. It be. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think he's made a huge. I mean, even Republicans are going, you picked the wrong fight. Yeah. Like, we I mean, appreciate again, I, I'm you, saying the same thing. We yeah, appreciate sure. you fighting for what you believe in. But in this particular case, you picked the wrong fight. This is a no win. But again, that's where I think that's, but I give him credit, though. That's, you have to understand it from this side of it, though, is, from a morality standpoint, I, it's not a pride thing for him. I really don't because I think he has he he's so morally grounded in in what he believes there. So honestly, this that is, he doesn't this is care an if ego it's Disney. Thing he did 
what he thought was right. Yeah, he it's it's he thinks that the decision that he made and and the and the bills that he passed and the fact that Disney had such a, such a strong stance against it that he's like no, that's my moral ground that I'm going to stand on and that's the hill I will die on if that's what it means. But I'm not going to falter, I'm not going to stand back, I'm not going to stand down and just let Disney have it and win. And I get again, I give him credit for that. Is it a politically bad idea? Probably. Yeah, for sure. But if if that's the hill that he's willing to die on to have that moral stance and and willing to be he's willing to fall on the sword. He's that's fine. I'm I'm good with that. I'm I would rather that than somebody who cave and go, okay, Disney, I'm sorry. You have more money than God, and I don't want to fight with you. So I'll repeal the law that I made just just so you can win. And you and we'll let it go, okay? It, I'll I'll admit that I said don't say gay, even though I didn't, and we'll just let it go now. No, he's not willing to do that, and I give him props for that. Again, I I, I give any president props for that. So uh, let me ask you, um, because when you talk about potential Republican nominees other than President Trump, DeSantis is the name most mentioned, and. The Romney Mitt, guy, what's his name? No, Mitt Romney is not in the discussion. No, no, not Romney. Not oh. that turd. No. Who? Sorry. Mitt Romney, if you're listening, you are a turd, though. Uh, the, 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 the Romney dude, what's his name? Damn it. You what's look it name? up. So DeSantis comes off, I guess, rather stoic. Like he's not a people person like Trump as far as the way he engages with people and with the audience. So that when people are saying that counts against him. The other issue that Governor DeSantis is having right now are all, there are a lot of pub Republicans statewide in Vivek the state of Florida. Ramaswamy. Okay, now Vivek I know who you're or whatever. Yes. So the the question there are a lot of laws that were passed in the state of Florida recently. Yeah. Um, before the the legislative session broke. And they basically ramrodded through a lot of laws that um, obviously Democrats in the state, their heads were spinning like you wouldn't believe. Or yeah. in your case, you would 100% believe. There are diehard right Republicans, um, members of Trump's base that absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to start moving the pendulum a little back and coming more towards the, so the moderate the, the moderate Republican are like the center right Republicans who went, I know why he did it, but I don't agree with it. Give so, me give me the laws that he passed. Just give me the brief so rundown. I, I'll give you a couple of laws. So um one law that people are absolutely going crazy about was the fact that under this law in the state of Florida, Florida has a resign to run law. So if you are going to run for another office within a certain time frame, you have to submit your resignation in order to run for that office. Now, if you run for that office and you lose, you don't get to come back to your old job. You're done. You resign. That's it. Right. So like in the state of Florida, in his case, Governor DeSantis, if he decides he wants to run for president, he has to resign from his job as governor Correct. in order to run for another office. Correct. Well, the Republicans ramrodded through. One of the last things that they do was a change to the resign to run law so that if he wants to run for president, he doesn't have to give up the governorship of the state of Florida. Well, isn't there different states that have that law too, where they don't have to necessarily resign? Every every state 
has different laws. So I'm right. sure some states do and some states don't. But so again, that, so are, that, are the we reason just that picking on being, him or are we just picking on the law? Because well, the reason if other states have that law. The reason it's being questioned is because of the timing. Oh, yeah, sure. Again, timing, right. timing is right. everything. Yeah, okay. for sure. Well, right. not so everything, but it's obviously everything um, for some people. Uh, another law. Another law that he signed, and I think we touched on this a few episodes back. I think that was, that timing would have been worse if he had done that just before the end of his term, and or like closer to the end of his term, and then he wanted to run. Nobody I would felt, have questioned it then, right? But um, Florida governors are elected in, in off presidential years, so sure. if Governor DeSantis decides to run, right, he's still our governor, but he's running a presidential campaign. So a lot of voters are saying. We don't agree with that. You should be in Florida governing your state, not out on the campaign trail. Sure. And that's where people have the issue. If I may ask you personally, how would you feel about that? Do you agree or disagree with this? So I always say the smartest person in every room and the smartest leader in every room is not necessarily the smartest person, but they definitely put the smartest people around them. So that way, if they aren't there, then business still runs the way it should be. So if he needed to run a presidential campaign, as long as he surrounded himself with the right people and the smartest people to help him run that office while he was out in a different state campaigning, then sure. But if the state starts to fall to shit while he's out running a campaign, well, then you know the answer. You did a bad job. You did a so poor job. in this job. case, you don't have an issue with it. No, I don't. I don't as long as your state is doing okay. As long as your state is successful and you're doing a good job. So basically when we need him, he's here is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. If okay. like if, if shit hits the fan and he needs to come back and and, and deal with his job, then that's what you gotta do. But that's the test of time as to as to how good of a leader he is. Or is he a strong enough leader that he put the right people in role in his office that's he's surrounded by that if he needs to leave the state, like he has been, I mean, he has been doing it already. He's been leaving right. the state. He's been everywhere. Going in, but he hasn't announced that he's running, but he's just been leaving the state, going everywhere. State's doing just fine. I don't see a problem in that because there's a lot of states that have that law already. I don't know which states, but I know for a fact there has been many, many presidential nominee candidates that had run for office while they were either a senator, they were a senator, they were a congressman, or they were a governor. Or some elected and they were, official. And they were an elected official and they were running for office while they were still an elected official in that state. So okay. again, that's this is my point is that we're picking on Ron DeSantis, not the law. Right. People okay. are mad so, at Ron DeSantis for it. They're not mad at the law. Because if you're mad at the law, then you need to be mad at the 20 plus other states that already have that law. All right. Next question. Next question. Um, You want to know about it. So uh, a bill Governor DeSantis signed about a month ago, they said it was controversial because of the death penalty legislation um, that would allow juries to impose the death sentence uh, even if all 12 jurors don't agree. If eight out of the 12 jurors agree, and this is in conflict with the Supreme Court's decision on this, if eight out of the 12 jurors agree, then that person will still receive a death sentence. Okay. So under that, under the previous law, it has to be unanimous. Okay. So Here's the problem. I, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on this one because I feel that it's hard to get a unanimous decision nowadays. That's what drags court cases out for so long because the jury goes to deliberate and they take days and days and days and days and days. More pressure and more pressure mounts on them to, to come to a decision. 
then it either becomes a hung jury or they cave and just decide to go a certain way because they just they're just they're just tired of being there right mm-hmm. so i think in a way that can that can help speed up the situation if you just need a majority vote i've kind of been for that for a while anyway because let's be honest if you're if you're in a trial where you're being tried for that where the death penalty is on the table well i mean if you're found guilty then you probably deserved it because you probably did something really bad. And given today's polarized society, uh, it's hard to get people to, to agree on anything. So maybe that's just his way of trying to get the process to move along faster and save the state money uh, and stop cases being hung, hung up in court and trial for you know months on end when they can be settled faster. Sure. Do you run the risk again? Where's where I live in the middle of this? Do you run the risk of falsely accusing somebody of something and then falsely trying them and then falsely charging them? Possibly. Again, that's that's the risk that you're going to be willing to take in on that. But you know, that's it's tough. But I don't know. That's that's a hard one to to deal with. I don't think I don't think it's wrong or right. I, I'm just again, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle on that one. I think there's there's good and bad to both sides of it. Okay. All right. Uh, next law. Next law, uh, the six-week abortion ban. Um, okay. A lot of people are in arms over that. Now I'm going to give the uh, the highlights of the bill. Uh, six-week abortion about the ban, except for uh, exceptions for rape, incest, and human trafficking exist for up to 15 weeks into a pregnancy. But the caveat that is that a woman must provide a copy of a restraining order, police report, medical record, or other car- court documentation providing the evidence um additionally after six weeks two physicians can certify in writing that the abortion is necessary to save a woman's life or to avert a serious risk okay so you and i have had a lot of topic uh discussion on this topic off air um Mm -hmm. we've debated numerous weeks now about having a show dedicated to it it is a very very uh, touchy issue with the electorate yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Um. And and I'll be honest with you, uh, the reason that I've decided to put the show aside, I don't think it would be fair just for you and I to have the abortion discussion. I think we should have the input from at least a few women across yeah. the spectrum. I I don't think it would be right for us as men alone. Yeah. To I mean, discuss the topic. So in, in reference to the law, yes. Um. I will just throw it out there that I'm I'm a pro-life person. However, I'm also a I will let you live your life and make the decisions that you want to make that you feel is best for you, but leave my wallet out of it kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to tell you what you should or should not do with your body, but don't make me pay for it either. Because if my tax dollars have to pay for your mistake, then I'm not okay with that. Now, what I am okay with is if you are like, like the bill says, if you are raped, if you are, if you are involved in a crime where you were raped, you were hurt, you were harmed, you were molested, and you were impregnated because of that, then I believe that tax dollars in the state should fully fund and pay for that person if that's what they choose to do. If, if that, if the A word is what they are, they are wanting to have done. And I'm okay with tax dollars paying for that for that person. Again, your body, your choice, that's fine. 
but don't tell me that I have to pay for it because you chose to make that mistake when you just chose to make that mistake. That's, that's not a me issue. That's a you issue. And my wallet needs to stay in my, my pants uh, and don't infringe on my wallet or my space because that's my body. That's my choice. So can so I ask stay a, out of my wallet? May I ask you a question on that based on that? So if it wasn't your tax dollars, um, if there were clinics or whatever the case might be supported by donations or the healthcare system, the insurance is is paying. For it, that. It's all going to come somewhere to- from tax dollars, though. So you, again, you can say however you want to say it, but look at Planned Parenthood. Look at all these different organizations. They are all funded by either the state or the federal government to a degree. So we will. Um, if you could truly tell me that my tax dollars would not affect it, then knock yourself out. That's so, again, that's your body, your choice. You do whatever you want. My belief is my belief. My moral standing on that is not going to change. I don't care. Anybody can try to persuade me otherwise. It ain't going to happen. And me and my wife talk about it all the time. Uh, but it ain't going to change because I believe that a life is a life. And if we value life and we see life as precious, then inside of a womb or outside of a womb, it's still a life. And I, again, morally, I'm not going to change my stance on that, but I'm also not the person that's going to stand in front of you and stop you from going into a clinic and doing it if that's what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. So that's where I so, live. I live in the middle of that conversation, right? So, so I'm, I'm not I'm not there to be the bad person to say you're evil and you're going to hell if you do it and shame on you and and, and throw stones at you while you walk into the clinic to have it done. I'm so not going to do that. The, the reason that the the six-week abortion ban is such a big deal well it's a big deal because most women don't know that they're pregnant until past six weeks anyway that would be the point correct yeah i get it again that's that is controversial 100 percent. yes but where again where that's a state issue and that's that's the beauty of this is that's a state issue and this is where i tell people all the time if you don't like that law then don't vote for that person or move to a state that has a law that you can live with all right. So we, um, or we don't, agree. don't spread your legs and get pregnant every time we, because you don't want to be responsible. Uh, we agree oh, that oh. we do, we do need to dedicate because we decided we would discuss all issues regarding politics. So we do agree that a show dedicated primarily to abortion, we should have that conversation. Oh, I agree. Again, it's, it's, it's a very touchy. And I, I, I fully acknowledge that it's, it's an extremely touchy subject for a lot of people. A lot of people get really, really caught up in their feelings about it. And I understand that. I get it. It's, it's a moral thing where people are really hard either on one side or the other. And again, I kind of, I, I'm kind of not, I kind of live in the middle of it. Cause again, I, I, I believe what I believe about it, but I'm not here to stop other people from if that's their choice mm-hmm. but i agree with you it's it's a touchy subject it's not uh it's not an easy one to s- discuss i'll have it's to probably, convince uh i'll have to convince the missus one day to, to come sit and talk about it right and i'm not like as nice I said, as I'm, I'm, sure, am, I'm sure there's a few people uh that we know that would be happy to have a fair engaging conversation um, yeah, and I know quite a few people. You and I have mutual friends. I'm pretty sure they would leave the emotion out of it and just discuss. Yeah, the facts as they. Oh, I'll happily right, do which, that. I mean, I, again, I, I can live in the middle of it. I can, I right. can have that conversation. That's the beauty of this show is we can do that. We don't, we don't, we're not, we don't get heated about it. I'm not going to get angry about it. 
uh, it's not worth it. I mean, we no, should be able not. to have a real debate and a real conversation about it. There's, it would there's be nice no to have a general consensus on the topic. For sure. For sure. Give me All another right. one. What's the next All right. one? Uh, concealed are we going to talk about the don't say gay bill? Concealed carry without a permit. Done. You and I touched on it. this in, in the Second Amendment episode. I'm for it. All right. So you, you're for that. If you're not for right. it, then move to a state that has a different law. I'm for right. it. Um, this Kiss one, my ass. Uh, this one that he signed, this was a, a highlight. Um, I read this on more than one occasion. I, I quite, I don't want to be painted as a bad guy for this. I, I honestly don't know how I feel about this one. Give it All to right? me. All right. Capital sexual battery. The bill that the governor signed makes child rapists eligible for the death penalty with the minimum sentence of life in prison without Done. parole. Done. All right. Done. Um, the reason Kill him. the reason that I say I don't know how I feel about it, and don't get me wrong, all right. If you touch a kid, that you need to get what's coming to you. Done. I if you're found guilty that. of that in a court so, of law, the where done. where I am not sure how the bill will stand up for this reason. It runs afoul of a 2008 Supreme Court decision that prohibits states. From applying the death penalty for child rape if the victim did not die. Now I'm like, wow. Like, so if the child victim didn't die, you can't send them the, give him the death penalty. But if the child victim did die, then yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh yeah. Well, that, listen, I, I'm a, I'm gonna get up in my feelings a little bit about this, but I'm not gonna be angry about it. But if you believe that somebody should be able to harm and rape a child. And you believe that somehow they're redeemable and they can live on this planet after doing something so vicious and so vile, then you can go to Mars with them and you can live there with them, but not on my world. Let them burn. Get their asses out of here. All right. All right. And I can't say I disagree with you on that. No, I'm, I'm willing to issue, lose some friends over that one. I, I can't say I, I disagree on that. I just where where my issue is uh, with the bill as far as law goes is how will it stand against a Supreme Court ruling? That there's my. No, issue I agree. Yeah, I mean, again, that's yeah. that's that's got to go to the Supreme Court, and they got to they got to figure that out. But, but as far I, as kids I tell you go, if I you mess with it. a kid, let him have it. Yeah, yeah done. done. Yep, done. So. There's a uh, times running out here on the timer, but um, there are other bills. The the so-called uh bill that started what, the battle what? with Disney, the don't say gay bill. As oh, there it is. There it is. I got to give bill, it to the you. bill that never had those words in it. Yep. But bill yes, that, that never one. had those words in it. But that's what they called it. And that's what they called it. And you touched on that bill. Go ahead. Give your uh, if you believe that it's OK to teach a first, second or third grader about sex education then go move to a state that thinks that's okay because that's stupid and it's terrible and i don't understand why anybody would think it's okay to sexualize children and teach them about that it's not education at that age because they're too fragile they don't understand i mean think about when you were seven or eight years old think about that for a minute i remember at when i was in fifth grade was the first time that we learned about sex education in a very mild fashion. And I was still confused as hell. It was creepy, didn't feel good. And I went home with a lot of questions that my mother and father had to answer 
before they were potentially ready to have that conversation with me while I'm still a damn child. And that's the last thing I should be worried about. So again, if you believe, and this is to anybody out there, if you believe that telling a seven-year-old child or a six-year-old child that it's okay to talk about sex in female and, and male parts or them and they parts, as, as some people want to call it. <laughs> I didn't know there was a them or a they part, but there might be. I don't know. Maybe it's an alien part. But either way, uh, if you believe that, then uh, God help you. Because I don't understand it, and I, I will never understand it, and I don't think there's anybody out there that will ever convince me otherwise. Because they're children. Let them be children. Let them have dreams of being firemen and police officers and dancers and 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 you know astronauts. Let them dream of the things that they want to dream about and be kids about. Don't talk to them about stuff that they don't need to worry about at that age. That is stupid and silly. And if that's the moral ground that he's willing to fall on a sword for, then I will stand there with him because that shit is obnoxiously crazy that people would sit there and go, I think it's okay for a drag queen to come into a school and read a book about transgenderism to my child when they're in kindergarten. You were out of your effing mind and it ain't happening. All right. And in all of that conversation, I never said the words, don't say gay. No. And that's the way and you and I discussed the bill. That's not the way the bill was labeled, but that's the way the media was. The bill should just say, let kids be damn kids. So basically uh, there's a lot of other bills that the governor passed in our state here. And I want to say a lot of the bills uh, to, to close this out appeal to not the moderate right, but the far right, the base that is Trump supporters. DeSantis's plan is that he wants to make America like Florida nationwide. Do you think a lot of the bills and policies that he passed in Florida would be good for the country as a whole? Do, do you know? Again, that I think that's, that's the beauty of our country is that states should have the power to to. To their constituents to to create laws and write legislation that truly benefits their citizens the most of their state and that's why we should give you people the option if you believe in your heart of hearts that you believe a certain way then research it go find the state that you think you're going to be happiest with with the laws and you can go live there do you totally fine do you think because of him eyeballing a 24 run that a lot of these bills were passed to basically give him those legislative victories to appeal to a wider electorate. I know because I think if or he was being he, politically smart, he wouldn't have done that. So you think truthfully, he, I don't, I don't think he did what he thought was right for Florida. I think he took a moral stance based on his moral grounding and what he values as a person. And he used that into his political legislation. And I think he's willing to die on that sword if that's what it means. And again, I because if we really look at it politically, no, it doesn't make a lot of sense that he would have done that. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense that he would have made the moves that he made or said the things that he said or write the laws that he wrote or tried to pass the laws that were right. right? So again, no, sign the laws that they wrote. <laughs> yeah. So again, I don't think politically it would have been a smart decision, but that's why I, I would say that I give him more credit for that because he's willing to value principles and morality over political power. 
if that's what that means. And if that's what he's willing to die for, then okay, I'm with you. I, I will stand there with you. And I'm for that because I'm, I'm ready for a president that values principle and morality and common sense over political power. All right. There it is. Uh, and spoken by a registered Republican. Thank DeSantis you for 2024. <laughs> All right, my friend. We're going to uh, wrap it up then. Uh, as always, everybody, we thank you for listening. You can find us on all of the major podcast networks. You can find us on YouTube under Politically Smashed. And Darren, we can be found on Twitter at? At Political Smash. All right, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening, we thank you as always for joining us. You hope you found us entertaining and informative. And we and also we hope that you all had a happy Mother's Day weekend. Amen. If you are a mother or if you have a mother, we hope that you loved them and you cherished them. I can't say anything on top of that, my friend. Good point. All right, everybody. We thank you all for the listening. We'll talk to you next week. We're out. Good night. <laughs>